everybody. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. You ever have those mornings? Well, also welcome to the show. Uh, you ever have those mornings where you just wake up and you feel literally amazing? That's how I feel right now. I got in uninterrupted, like literally uninterrupted. No one woke me up, not even Zora, which normally her little, she's a tiny dog. She's like 15 pounds. She snores like a grown man. Nothing woke me up. I got woken up by my alarm this morning and I feel, I feel incredible. And my nails, I just got my nails done last night. French manicure. Haven't had this done since high school. I think prom season. So um, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. Everything is really swell in my universe. However, that being said, my timeline right now on X, aka Twitter, is not looking so hot right now. I've got a lot of pretty nasty comments coming my way right now because I made some comments on Martha McCallum's show on Fox on Monday as it pertained to Taylor Swift and the potential that exists for the left to use Taylor Swift as a pawn to help them win the election. Is this striking anyone as completely crazy? I didn't think so, uh, because it's no surprise that Biden is in search for some big endorsements. He needs to help fuel his campaign and help to live, lift his abysmal approval ratings out of the gutter, which they are horrendous right now. I think between the ages of 18 and 29, I believe his approval rating is 27%. I think that's accurate. Really bad numbers. Uh, there's a New York Times article that indicates Taylor Swift could be at the top of the Biden administration's campaign manager's target list. And it, it completely makes sense, right? Let's, let's take a look at it because a recent poll showed that one-fifth of Taylor Swift fans, one-fifth, that's 20%, would back whichever candidate that Taylor Swift decided to endorse. But despite all this, CNN absolutely losing their minds that right-wing media would even dare, even dare to question the possibility. And that, of course, like I said before, includes some of the comments I made earlier this week on Fox News. Watch what CNN had to say yesterday. They say that endorsements don't matter anymore, but now that Taylor Swift's boyfriend is going to the Super Bowl, right-wing media is really worried about the impact of one in particular. Now there's an online plea circulating that is begging people to become Niners fans for the next two weeks. Just <laughs> so it doesn't raise Travis Kelsey, a.k.a. Mr. Pfizer's star power, along with, of course, Taylor Swift. That's, that's persuadable power, and this administration is... Locked dead set on harnessing that. But why alienate the, your, the, your fans, the Swifties? You know, they come across from every political ideology. Why put yourself in one area? Please don't believe everything Taylor Swift says. We're all begging you. So when it comes to some people losing their minds over the pop star, Vivek takes the cake. Ramaswamy says that the NFL is rigging the Super Bowl to give Taylor Swift more airtime ahead of her endorsement of Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm sorry. This just makes me laugh. Uh, I will not go as far, though. I'm going to I'm just going to make it clear. I do not think the Super Bowl is being rigged. Uh, but all of this just makes me laugh. It does. I love that they pulled all of these rogue comments uh, that were on Fox in the same day and uh, used it to demonstrate their own narrative. It's just of course they did. But listen, after this happened, after I went on and made my comments, which Everything that I said was factually based. I never said, and I want to make this clear, that I did not like Taylor Swift. Never in my life said that I do like Taylor Swift as an artist. She's 
ultra-talented. Uh, I think that her reach and her influence and star power, incredible. I definitely respect it. But I don't want her getting involved in politics. I don't believe that someone with that type of influence should be able to sway election results. I don't think that's right. Uh, because I think that just because she says something doesn't mean someone should just do it. They should do their own research uh, and go off of that. Anyways, the Swifties were all over my timeline, coming for me in the craziest of ways, and I feel the need to show you a couple of those comments. So let's put up the first one, shall we? Someone said, what's the matter at Charlie on TV? You jealous? You are wrong about Taylor Swift. She is registering record numbers at every sold-out concert. We think you're scared that democracy might just win after all. Hashtag losers. <laughs> okay. Definitely not scared that democracy will win out. I hope to God that democracy wins out, actually. <clears throat> okay. Next one. This one's great. Hey, TV... Oh, no, so that's at Charlie on TV. Hey, Maga Barbie, you maybe used to be talking with dumb people in your corner, but please up the level of discourse when speaking about Taylor. She promoted an eco-friendly merch back in 2019, but never constantly. Your dumb mind is poorer than a certain fandom, LMAO. Okay, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm Maga Barbie. That's great, though. I'm going to actually use that. Should I become, like, the official... Maga Barbie, spokeswoman, maybe. Last one, this one might be the best one I got. You stupid, ugliest, cross-eyed woman loser. That's the tweet. You stupid, ugliest, cross-eyed woman loser. Hashtag vote blue to stop the stupid. Hashtag Taylor Swift 13. Hashtag Travis Kelsey. Y'all, these people are out of their minds. Now listen, I respect the loyalty. I do, I respect the loyalty. But these people are legitimately unhinged, as are most of the members of the left, unfortunately. But here's some more evidence, if you don't believe me, about how much influence Miss Taylor Swift actually possesses. Her era's tour, it picks back up in the U.S. in October 18th. And what do you know? It's in a swing state, Miami. Now, this has nothing to do with the election. But let's just make it clear that there has already been a rumor that Joe Biden could be aligning his campaign trail, his dates, with Taylor Swift era's tour date. So just keep a, keep a lookout for that. If any of them happen to match up, this is not purely coincidence. Just to say. Uh, secondly, Taylor Swift also endorsed Biden back in 2020. So this would make her not look so wishy-washy, right? She endorsed one candidate four years ago, endorsing the second one. And in 2020, look how cute and innocent she looked back then. She endorsed him with cookies, writing she was going to support Kamala in the VP debates. She said, going to be watching and supporting at Kamala by yelling at the TV a lot. And I also have custom cookies. Uh, you know, custom cookies, that is it's a real show of support right there. And if you are doubting Taylor Swift's influence, like I said before, you got to be careful. Think again. She is so powerful. She has so much power and influence that she hates single-handedly. Single-handedly revived the U.S. economy with her era's tour. That is insane. By the end of her U.S. leg, guess how much money she generated? $3.7 billion to the U.S. economy. That is wild. But also very, very respectable. Like I said, I am not a Taylor Swift hater. 
I'm just putting the facts out there. Nothing I'm saying is not factually based. Also, several years ago, she put up one single Instagram post. Actually, this was just last year. And just by one single post, she was able to get 35,000 new people to register to vote. So all of this being said, all eyes going to be on Taylor Swift leading up to the Super Bowl. And then after the Super Bowl, all eyes on Joe Biden's campaign, whether or not they happen to align with the heiress tour dates. And also we'll find out if she does, in fact, attach herself to the Biden campaign, officially endorsing him and uh, how that drives his poll numbers, his approval numbers and who ultimately ends up turning up at the polls come November. But now, let's bring in a guy who I know is going to have a lot to say about this, because let's face it, he has a lot to say about everything, and that is why he is a steadfast guest on Outkick the Morning, I will have it no other way. Let's welcome back from surgery, Dan Dockage. So first and foremost, Dan, I have to ask how you're doing, how are you feeling? Uh, I feel great. I'm sorry I missed the last few weeks, but I, uh, I, it's, it's like all I'm right. like LeBron James. I had to do all this pregame stuff for my show <laughs> to get my knee ready for. So now I'm good. I'm sweating a little bit, but that's all right. <clears throat> and by the way, by the way, um, yes. I'm offended that people uh, criticize you on Twitter. We here at Outkick are above any criticism. What we say goes. And I don't care what anybody else says. If we say it, you know what you do? You take it as your mantra. There will be no criticism. And don't be calling Charlie cross-eyed. What's wrong with you? Look at those eyes. There's nothing cross about them. Stop it, stupid. Let's go. If you want to criticize anybody, criticize me and my, you know, Molarian curly head. But don't be criticizing Charlie. If she says it, it's fact, damn it. If I say it, it's fact. If Clay says it, it's fact. Period. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's the Bible. All right. We preach nothing but straight facts. Yes. The Bible. Take us for what we have to say. Uh, Tim, can you turn my volume up yes. just a little bit? Uh, Dan, sorry. I, I thought you were screaming in my ear at the at the beginning of the show, but now it turns out I, I hear you as more of a faint whisper, and I can't have that. I need I need the, the full resonation of Dan Dockich uh, this morning to, <laughs> yeah. to keep this, this energy yeah. wave going. Okay. So what do you think about this whole Taylor Swift thing? I mean... Listen, I don't know, what what is your, okay, without getting into politics, what is your feeling about Taylor Swift just as an artist and what she's been able to accomplish? I know nothing about Taylor Swift as an artist. I'm not going to lie. What she's been able to accomplish is amazing. Here's what I think. I don't care. I actually enjoy Taylor Swift doing all those dances at the game. And the thing that I've really enjoyed, Charlie, I have a daughter who is in Nashville, and um, it, it, it's something that connects us. She all of a sudden is listening to the Kelsey podcast. She's all of a sudden texting me during uh, Chiefs football games. She's not going to vote the way Taylor Swift wants anybody to vote. She's a beautiful, mature, smart woman. So I love Taylor Swift's involvement in the NFL. I do. I don't understand why people are getting so mad about it. They show her like three times, four times a game. Who cares? It's fun. And I know nothing about her as an artist. I couldn't tell you one Taylor Swift song. Now, you know, if you want to get into Led Zeppelin, you want to get into something like that, I'm good. But Taylor Swift, I don't know nothing. But I love the fact that it's given my daughter and I something. All right. I didn't know, you know. Uh, No. I I don't know. Actually, you know, it is really cool. and I, I, I do, I don't mind at all. Listen, it's not like people are like, oh, she has a boyfriend. She's going to support. Like, stop being so bitter. I, I, that doesn't bother me at all. All right. I, I think it's bizarre that her and Travis Kelsey are dating, not because 
I have anything against it. I just never saw it happening. It just came, kind of came out of the blue. But I'm totally here yeah. for it. And I think that I love, like, for example, I love that Olivia Culpo, who's Christian McCaffrey's fiance, she's a former Miss Universe. You probably know who she is. She's stunning. She goes to all of his games. I don't have any issue with, with loving women supporting their men Regardless of what sport they play, that's not it. Um, I think what it was was in the beginning, the NFL like got a little carried away, and they, they were showing Taylor Swift quite frequently. They've dialed it back a little bit. Great. Uh, but I think, I think the, the gist was people were like, it's Super Bowl. We don't want to talk about Taylor and Travis this whole time because it's, it's gone beyond what the NFL does uh, on their end. It's, it's just the mainstream media just like going insane with the storylines, and people were like, we just want to focus on football and not focus on the relationship, but uh, I have no issue with it. But now, Dan, let's yeah. transition to the fact that there are some rumors out there that Joe Biden is looking for some top-tier influencers to endorse him because his ratings are horrible and his numbers terrible. And if he stands a chance at beating Donald Trump, he needs to do something about it. So obviously, he's trying to bring in that younger vote. And Taylor Swift naturally would ring a bell as someone who could help to really pull in numbers, given what she's been able to do just for her own self thus far. So what would you think if she did, in fact, endorse Joe Biden and it did have some type of an influence on his numbers? Yeah, I, if I were Biden, I would put her on the payroll. I, I would. I, I don't know how you do that. I don't know what yeah. you do, but I would put her on the payroll. De- yeah, I mean, desperate times, desperate measures. I mean, I heard you talking about earlier what the numbers were. And they're historically bad. And if I got to do something and if I'm if I do research enough where Taylor Swift influences a block of voters, maybe 20 something uh, women, maybe housewives, I don't know. But I'd also be a little careful. You know, we do we do get overexposed to people. And when we get overexposed, when people get overexposed, then we kind of turn the other way. But as I'm sitting here right now and I'm Joe Biden, I got somebody in my Uh, campaign office that's saying, all right, how do we get Taylor Swift's endorsement? How do we get whoever the latest TikTok star endorsement is? How do we get the latest, maybe older uh, influencer woman? And when I say older, I'm talking about 40s to get housewives. I'm looking at all that stuff. Desperate times are desperate measures. And Charlie... The only reason this dude's even still in the office is because these guys love power and they'll stop at nothing to, to keep power. So I, I, I anticipate them doing a lot of things with influencers. And frankly, if I'm them, I would. And I'll be honest with you. If I was Trump, I might I might look at it, too, maybe from the other side. It's amazing, yeah, though. Yeah, it's amazing I mean, it's- that inconsequential people are so important. It's amazing. But it's also amazing that people don't have brains of their own. For example, if oh. if Taylor Swift does say, hey, vote Joe Biden, and, and just one-fifth of her fans have already said that they would endorse whatever candidate or would back whatever candidate she endorsed, is a little crazy just to say because Taylor Swift, who has nothing to do with politics and, you know, could be paid and bought for by the Democratic Party— says that, that people would just automatically say, okay, I'm going to vote for this person, even though I have no idea about their policies. Like that, that is sad. Very sad. Yeah, but it's it's the way the world is. I mean, think about it, the NBA. So the NBA takes the day off, right? The NBA, all these liberal guys, you know, uh, they they take the day off so that you can vote. Well, they're not doing that because they think that their followers are going to vote conservative. 
I mean, that is a direct ploy. So we've seen this before, right? I mean, look, LeBron James tells you to go out and vote. He ain't telling you to go out and vote for Trump, although I bet you he's voting for Trump because the money he's got, he's probably yeah. wanting oh, to yeah. keep as opposed to send to the Ukraine. But it's it, this is the way of the world. And I've always said this. I'm not going to get my morality. I was lucky enough to have great coaches, a great father, a great mother. I'm not getting my morality from freaking presidents or politicians. And I sure the hell ain't getting who I vote for some, some, from some freaking athlete or from pop star. But maybe I'm just weird. Maybe I'm different. I don't know. But you're, you're exactly right. Uh, if you're going to – well, my God, Taylor said vote for, vote for Trump. Uh, great, good for Taylor. Taylor said vote for Biden. Yeah, great, oh, wait, good for Taylor. Imagine? I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> I don't care at all. Um, okay, but okay, but Dan, you mentioned you're you're different, right? You Maybe. just said that. Yeah, yeah. You said I'm different. Yeah. And I have to I have to I have to give you a shout out because you are different. You've lost ten pounds, I hear. Yeah, and I don't know how. Uh, you know what, Charlie? I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've had, because of the pain pills and because of, uh, I haven't had any alcohol for the entire month of January. Uh, wow. I've had cake. I've had ice cream, uh, but no alcohol. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm down, I'm down 10 large. As soon as I get this going, I'm, I'm going to be ready in the springtime in the summer. I'm going to be in a thong in a bikini or in a uh, Speedo. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, get a visual of that, America. you going to be a thong in a bikini. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay, so I guess, you know what's funny? My dad actually, like, has said that he has done before where he just reels back the drinking, you know, because he likes to have, like, a beer or two here and whatever. Yeah. And he even mentions that he looks and feels so much different. So I guess alcohol is the culprit, right? I mean, it's not the cake or the ice cream. Is it the, is it the alcohol? I told my wife yesterday, I told the lovely Lee Ross Dockage, I go, look. I, we don't drink. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of probably what your dad does. If I do something, I work out, maybe I'll have a beer, whatever. I, you know, it's like I drink every day. But, you know, when I drink, then I eat. I told her yesterday, I go, look, I hear all these people say dry January and you're going to feel so much better. I got two words for you, Charlie. My ass. I don't feel any better. I don't feel any different. I just feel like I lost 10 pounds. I can see it in my face. But it's not like it's not like I've had this metamorphosis where now, oh, my God, do I feel better. Maybe I should drink more during February and then take dry March off and see if it affects. Maybe I don't drink enough so that when I don't drink, it affects. But I don't feel any different. I don't know. Um. I didn't do dry January. I've never done dry January. I had one attempt at dry January. Oh, I want to say it was probably like 2018, let's just call it. And I went to a wine bar for dinner. They serve food as well. And I was there with some friends. And it was probably like January 3rd. And I completely forgot and ordered a glass of wine. I took a sip and I was like, oops. And then that was it. Um, <laughs> and then um, since then, I've never hey. attempted. I'm, I don't see a point. Listen, I don't see a point in. Um, I don't see a point in dry January, honestly. Like, I'm not a big drinker as it is. Like, it's not like I go out and drink every night. Like, I'm a, I'm a social drinker. I'll have a glass of wine here and there, or like a couple glasses of wine. So, for me, I think doing, like, going from 100 to zero, or even vice versa, like, is never good or a good mentality. Like, it's not. It's not a something to set you up for success. So I'm just like, you know what? 
I'm going to overall live like a moderately healthy lifestyle. And, um, you know, for me, a glass of wine is included in that. So no dry January for me. Yeah, that's. And for those of you who are doing dry January, it's over after today. So congratulations. Charlie, I'm the guy that you now, told me I lost 10 pounds, okay? I'm the guy that by March 1st, I'll have gained the 10 back and 10 more. So I'm a fraud, Charlie. I'm a complete, I'm a complete weight loss well, Your fraud. head looks good, though. Your head looks, your head looks thin. <laughs> my head sweats all day. I'm the only guy in America. My body will be cold and my head is sweating because it's a size 8. It's America's largest head. My mother said it almost killed her. Are you kidding me? <laughs> America's largest head. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, I have another question for you. I know you were kind of having a weird uh, January because you were getting surgery and recovering, but all I keep seeing online is people like, okay, happy January 48th. Like, we've made it through the month. And I'm like, wait, like, my January flew by. I cannot believe the month is over. But then there's a whole other crop of people who think that it just lasted forever and ever. So what do you think? Did it go quicker or slow for you? Charlie, here's the deal. Like, I'm old, and my mother always told me, as you get older, time goes so much faster. I can't stand it. Uh, everything goes fast in my world, and, and I hate it. You know, I did a thing the other day. I tried to explain to my wife, you know, I'm 61. Dockage men died about 82. So I started doing the math. You know, I got so many weekends left, blah, 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 blah. And no, she's like, that's morbid. That yeah, right? Right? I know. It's so it's like a death clock. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But I'm with every as you get older, I swear to God, time just goes fast. Now, I'll say this and I, and I will say this. Um, the fastest time of year for me, I, football season starts, whether it's let's just take the NFL. It starts and you got 17 weeks in there, 18 weeks. That goes by so damn fast. All of a sudden, yes, football's over. And, and I'm sad about it. It goes so fast. I hate it. And now we got only the Super Bowl left, which is going to be great. And then I'm going to miss football. I am, Charlie. I mean, we're all going to miss football. There's, there's not – I mean, that's the most exciting part of the year. I mean, the NBA picks up, you know, once the playoffs start. But regular season NBA, you can miss me with that. I went to one Knicks game last week. And uh, it was they were playing the Nuggets, and I was like, "This is going to be an incredible game." It was the worst game I've ever been to in my life. Um, my dad also, you know, huge Indiana fan. He's, you know, been pretty down on Indiana's play. So, you know, just as far as like the basketball world right now, I, I just n nothing, nothing to really write home about. But let's let's actually transition now into an NBA story because Draymond Green. He's not feeling too hot right now. He thinks he got snubbed for the Paris Olympics this summer because out of the 41 um, provisional roster, 41-man provisional roster, his name was not included on there. So uh, yeah. he's feeling like, you know, he's not the same player that he used to be, and that's being recognized now by the NBA and the Olympic Council. Yeah, I, I would argue this. It's like anything else, you know. Do you really want to take – Draymond Green and his antics on the national stage. Here's the background on it, Charlie. Back in the day, uh, USA basketball was awful. USA basketball went overseas and embarrassed 
the United States. So they formed the dream team, and then it got itself straightened out. And then it went back to being awful. Players going overseas in Olympics and acting like idiots. Players embarrassing the country. And then Mike Krzyzewski and Jerry Colangelo took over. LeBron got involved. Kobe was involved, and it straightened itself out. Look, I don't want to go back as a basketball guy who knows most of these people. I don't want to go back to where USA Basketball gets embarrassed. And Draymond Green's actions on the court, even when he came back from suspension, what he did with Antonio or Anthony Davis the other day are completely embarrassing. So if I am USA Basketball, Draymond Green may be the perfect fit for an all-star type Olympic team on the court, but there's no way in hell I'm bringing him to Paris to potentially embarrass a league that is trying to broaden itself all across, not only nationally, internationally, and across the world. Screw that. Draymond Green can complain all he wants, but his actions as a jackass, in my opinion, and I know this is, I know this to be true. His actions eliminated him from even being considered. He wasn't even considered to go to Paris with that team. And so now he's going to make a big deal about it. But the fact of the matter is the people that go about selecting did not even consider Draymond Green. And it is all due to who the hell wants to deal with that for a few weeks on the international stage in Paris. Nobody does. Yeah, I know. That's a really good point, especially, you know, when you are in such an international situation. I mean, there's so many different countries who would never behave in the way he does. I mean, they have such high standards of etiquette and decency that it just... It's just not a good look. You're completely right about that. Um, I I think a lot of people probably discount his behavior off the court as to why he wasn't chosen uh, versus just his straight-up skills. No, there's enough good players. You know, one thing the NBA has, they've got a bunch of young, you know, good players. And would Draymond Green be a difference maker on the court? Yeah, because he can guard five positions. He's unafraid to compete late in games. He's unselfish. All that stuff is great. But I've been told there was absolutely no consideration of Draymond Green making that Olympic team again. You know what? He's a nice guy. I interviewed him numerous times over the years when I, when, when I was at ESPN and he was at Michigan State. He was my go-to interview. He's come on radio shows that I do. I really like him, but something switched in him, and he became a professional wrestler. He became a sideshow, and you yeah. just don't need it. You, 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 you don't, what you need to do in the United States Olympic team, in the Olympics, in basketball, because of the high profile of the athletes, is spread the love. Beat everybody's ass and spread the gospel, whatever that is, of the NBA. Make everybody feel good about the NBA. That's what, that's what it needs to be. But first, you got to beat everybody, and you got to beat them bad. Yeah, Dan, I just saw that Indiana beat Iowa last night. 74-68. Yes. Not bad. My... Your dad probably was celebrating. Indiana was up 17 at home. And, uh, well, Iowa came back, Indiana, and a kid named Anthony Leal, who is from Bloomington, who was uh, never played for whatever the reason Mike Woodson wouldn't play him. Woodson decided to play him. He hit a couple threes, hit three big threes. Indiana staved off the Iowa Hawkeyes, so we're wearing red today. My son's Illinois State Redbirds. He's assistant coach there, went on the road. They were down 17 on the road at Murray State, came charging back and won. So our toes were tapping till 2 in the morning, texting with my son as he's driving back to <laughs> where, Northern Illinois. We're happy today. You're 
Your dad is happy. I'm happy. It, where's my – there it is. There, Indiana 11. Isaiah's happy. I'm happy. All the great number 11s of Indiana are happy. Let's go Hoosiers. Yeah, um, my dad's definitely happy today. I will tell you that much. Uh, I, I spoke to him quickly as he was driving up to Bloomington from Indy uh, for the game yesterday. So definitely his toes were tapping along with yours. Uh, but they played Iowa. And it's crazy because obviously Caitlin Clark has been sensational for Iowa's women's team. And um, it has the women's prices, Dan, for a basket, for a ticket to the game are higher than the men's. The average for a women's ticket for to watch Iowa play is $234, while the average for for the men's team is 80 bucks. Uh, and Iowa's on the road playing at Northwestern tonight. So that's pretty crazy. You do not see that. Well, I'm not sure you, you've seen that ever before, before this. You know, I, I was actually thinking about what you said there. You know, maybe when, when UConn was in its heyday and Diana Taurasi, you know, was rolling, maybe, I don't know, Brittany Griner, but I don't ever remember the hysteria. And the reason is she captures the imagination because of how she plays, the step-back threes, the deep threes, you know, whatever. Sometimes players just capture it. You know, she's the Steph Curry, Pete Maravich, whatever you want to say of women's basketball. You know, people in Indiana got mad at me. Uh, because Indiana women's team is really good. And they were going to be on the big channel, Fox. And the ads were all about Caitlin Clark. And Indiana fans were complaining, well, there's another team too, you know, Indiana. And I'm like, look, wait a second here. Indiana's great. The women are great. But the only reason this is on the biggest, you know, Fox station, it's not FS1 or 2, it's on Fox Network, is because of Caitlin Clark. Understand. Indiana, great. Mackenzie Holmes, fantastic. But they ain't Caitlin Clark. And Caitlin Clark has just captured the imagination, and she's delivered. The thing is, she just delivers every single night. And it's fun to – if you haven't seen Caitlin Clark, you know what? Uh, I don't tell people what to watch or what to do, but she's worth a few minutes of your time to sit there and go, hey, look, let me check this out because she's really good and really fun to watch. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, that's pretty remarkable. $234, the average season. price of a ticket tonight to watch Iowa's yeah. women's team play Northwestern. That's that's really cool. Did I I've never seen music? that before. That I, I, yeah, apparently all of a sudden uh, I'm being followed by the deep state. And every once in a while, my phone just pops up. It's unbelievable. Like, all of a sudden, Siri will just pop up with something. So, you know, I've, I've told my wife, if, if she ever gets mad and murders me, don't talk about the murder in the house. Because everybody in our house is apparently listening. I swear to God, without saying, uh, now I'll say it, hey, you know, Siri or hey, Siri, my phone will just pop up. Stop listening to me, Siri. Stop it. You know what? That is a really good point. Oh, Siri is getting sassy this morning. Um, it is a good yeah, point. She gets I'm sassy. sure that there has been incidences of people saying things around like their Alexa devices that then can get transmitted back to authorities if they do commit some type of crime. I have to imagine that occurs. Or like you have one of those videos, like a you know, like the Furbos, the video for the dog that tosses out the treat, but it also yes. records. Or like the you know, the ring lights. Um, or not ring lights, but the ring doorbells where people do something and they are, like, not intending to get caught. And then, well. <laughs> oh, the ring light will get you. The ring light will get you. The ring doorbell will get you every time, man. But the Siri thing, if I were a detective 
and there was a murder, I'd go to every device, you know, your Google device or whatever they call. I'd go to all of them because nobody in the world. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I don't understand why my phone all of a sudden pops up when I don't say the words that you're supposed to say. That tells me that, you know what, they're listening. They're listening. I don't know who they are, but they are. So there you go. Someone someone is listening. Someone is listening. um, And that is for sure. Uh, Dan, anything else you yeah. want to say before I let you go? Any any big plans for the upcoming weekend? No, you know what? Um, no, but uh, our show is at 9 to noon following Charlie here. Uh, stay right here. Join us at uh, Don't At Me. We got a lot of good stuff today, including uh, we will talk about Indiana basketball. How about that? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Oh. We ain't afraid. It's a national show, but we'll get a little local. Yeah. Yeah, let's get a little local. Why not? Well, from one, from one indie person to another. As always, Dan, thank you so much for coming on. It's always my pleasure, Charlie. Thank you. Outkick the Morning will be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. Ah, Dan Dockich, what a guy, right? What a guy. 10 pounds lighter, too. He looks fantastic. Um, Maybe I should get surgery so I can lose 10 pounds. No, probably not. Probably not worth it, right? I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just stay away from the uh, the sugar. Anyways, uh, something I'm not going to stay away from is my dog because I'm obsessed with my dog Zora. If you are watching this and you don't know who Zora is, then you need to find out. You need to go on my social media immediately. And honestly, I feel like you don't know me if you don't know Zora. So I'm just going to put that out there. Definitely get to know Zora. Uh, But listen, it made me think about how much I love my dog and the lengths that I would be willing to go to, the sacrifices I would make to save my dog if push came to shove. And this woman really inspired me. Watch this. (laughs) Oh my God, she's like, you all saw that, right? The car going by, there was a woman clinging onto the hood of a car because her Frenchie was abducted. Someone tried to steal her French bulldog. So she hopped on the car and literally was not going to let go until she got her dog back. She did get her dog back too. Can you believe it? I mean, this is true love, ladies and gentlemen. And I, and I want nothing less. I want nothing less for me. And I want nothing less for me to give to my dog. But like, for example, if I get abducted, I expect my man to jump on the hood of a car and ride with that car until the very end. I don't care what what elements we're driving through. I don't care the speed. Um, but this is right. This is really inspiring. This woman is is that in love with her dog. She loves her dog that much that she was willing to sacrifice her life to save his. And uh, I love it. I love it. A, a little bit of a feel good kind of psychotic story. But you know what? We support it. Uh, story to end your Wednesday edition of Outkick the Morning. And that is going to do it, everybody. Uh, we're back here tomorrow morning for another episode. Then yours truly off to Vegas for quite a while, almost two weeks. So um, until then, everyone, have a great Wednesday. It's hump day. Get after it. See you tomorrow.